Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the T Podcast by Developing Lafayette. My name is Ben Powers. I'm your host. And what we like to do with this podcast is we like to invite different business owners, different community influencers in Lafayette Parish that really highlight Lafayette Parish and what we're all about. Today we have a special episode. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, blood services through a company called Vitalent, but um, we're going to get to that in just a moment here. But first, uh, let me get to our sponsor so that we can make sure to give credit to them. So it is the Music Academy of Acadiana. Uh, and like, like we've been telling you, the Music Academy of Acadiana is Acadiana's top choice for music lessons in piano, guitar, voice, drums, violin, saxophone, flute. Uh, if you want to be a DJ, you know, scratch up some records, you can do that through audio production. Uh, I guess you can learn how to be a, a radio host. You can do all that, you know, play with the boards. They've got a lot going on over there. They do have a lot going on. And uh, they teach students of all ages and styles. They have uh, sent students to college to compete in major music competitions. And they've even premiered uh, on major TV music contests like American Idol and The Voice. Um, it's founded by Tim Benson, who's a University of Louisiana at Lafayette graduate, music school graduate. Uh, and the Academy has been voted as a top finalist in the best music school by readers of the Times of Acadiana since 2016. Um, so basically their goal is to make music lessons fun, educational, and to help foster the next generation of musicians and creative thinkers. And you can find out more about them at their website. You can see that on the screen, musicacademyacadiana.com, or you can go to their Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and probably wherever else there's a social media network, they're probably on it. If not, they'll be on it soon, I'm sure. So we really appreciate the Music Academy of Acadiana for sponsoring. And let's get on with the show. So today we have Stephanie Kazar. That's it. <laughs> rhymes with Bazaar. Lucky me. <laughs> so you are the communications manager at Vitalent. Yes. And this is a newer role for you. It is. So I've only been there for um, getting up to about two months now. So still very new, um, but it has just been a fantastic experience for me. I'm pretty I, sure you're learning a good bit. I am learning so much. I mean, I definitely have not come from much of a medical background. I mean, I still remember uh, Mr. Baudouin's, uh Bio 2 class in high school, which I loved. But, you know, that was the extent of my uh, medical education. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, dissecting cats and all of that. So learning about just the way that that blood works in the body and um, all of the the rules and regulations and how we collect it and how it's stored and everything. It's just, it's fascinating to really be there and to see it um, and just learn about all of it. It's it's so neat and it's so necessary. Yeah. So um, we, last time we had you on, we were talking about the Lafayette moms blog uh, what's the story with that at the moment? So we are still rocking and rolling. Um, we had a rebrand recently. Um, I say recently, it may have been about a year ago, but it's now Lafayette Mom. Okay. And so still the the top parenting resource in the area. Um, you can visit it's thelafayettemom.com and we've got still daily content. Um, unfortunately, no events right now because of our dear friend COVID that is just <laughs> dear hanging friend, on. Right? <laughs> I'm thinking maybe if I'm nice to it, it'll go away. Um, but yeah, we, we haven't really been able to do any events, but we're still um, definitely producing content and doing a lot of fun things online. So Awesome. 
Well, um, okay. So, and then you were um, recently a, a employee for Rally Marketing, mm-hmm. which kind of ties into this situation with you know your communications background. Yes. So, tell us a little bit about why you got into the communications aspect of this, or why did why did this even interest you? Um, well, I love to talk. So, uh, you know, getting paid to talk is a fantastic thing for me, but, uh, no, in all seriousness, I, I've loved communicating from an early age. Um, I was, you know, really early talker as a kid, early reader, all of that. So I've always gravitated toward the written and spoken word. And so for me being in a position of working in communications has just kind of been a lifelong dream. You know, I saw myself as being a news anchor or, um, radio DJ, you know, all of that kind of thing. But I realized that, you know, it's, those are pretty popular jobs and here in Lafayette, you know, there's not that many of them available. And yeah. so, you know, I kind of gave up the, the dream of, of doing something on screen or, or on radio. Um, but just being able to find something I'm passionate about and share it is wonderful. And so, um, by talent has just been fascinating. I mean, I've been a blood donor in the past, you know, so I had a basic understanding of the importance of it. And so, um, this job popped up on LinkedIn and I read about it and, you know, I loved rally. I do have to say that my people at rally, you know, Laurel (laughs) and, uh, Laurel and Rodney Hess are two of the most amazing people I know. And, um, rally was just such a fantastic experience for me, but this was just kind of the, the next natural step in my career. And so, um, I was very sad to leave rally, but my talent has been so good to me in the last two months that I just, I feel like I fit in right away and it's, it's just a wonderful place. That's amazing. Yeah. Speaking of your, uh, one of the TV anchors, you know, you see the same TV anchors in Lafayette for, for the past few years, I'd say mm-hmm. decades more or less. Uh, you know, you have your, you have your, your hardcore people and then to get anywhere near their level or, or even above it is it's almost next to impossible because they've yeah. made a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're so good at it. I mean, that's the, there's people that when I was in college, you know, getting, I took a semester of broadcast journalism and I, and I remember thinking, you know, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a news anchor. And then I thought to myself, okay, well, how many are there in Lafayette? And I, you know, started doing the math and I kind of went, okay, so I'm basically vying for one of, you know, 12 jobs in the whole, okay, well, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's be a little more realistic and try to get into something that, uh, then, you know, there may be more opportunity, but I think that we have a really good, um, all three stations in Lafayette. They all, we have great news teams. So we do. Well, so, so, so now you're with Vitalant and it's a blood donation service, a nonprofit, correct? Mm -hmm. It is a nonprofit. Um, Yes. It looks like it was founded in 1943. I have the website pulled up right here, kind of reading <laughs> off of it. Um, so tell me a little bit about what Vitalant does. I mean, I know Vitalant was formerly uh, United Blood Services. United Blood Services, And maybe yes. uh, formerly some others, other companies, but now it's Vitalant. Uh, what is the, the, the I guess, the, the goal, the brand goal for for all of it. For, for blood donation. So, yeah, basically, I'll, I'll kind of give you some background on how it started. And so 
it's there our corporate headquarters is in phoenix arizona and so what essentially was happening is the different blood centers um there was one in particular that i cannot remember the name of right now but it was essentially buying other blood donation centers and kind of pulling them all under the same umbrella but allowing them to keep their name so you would have life share you would have life source you would have um united blood <clears throat> services you had even some in other states you know that were uh, blood services of Texas. I made that one up, but you get what I mean. You know, just everybody kept their own name. And so it got pretty confusing because we were all under the same umbrella, but everyone had a different names. So I think it was two years ago we went under a full rebrand. Um, and now we're called by talent, but we're still the same United Blood Services that people have come to know here in Lafayette. So a um, little bit different other, well, no, it's really not that different other than just the name. We've still got the same um, friendly staff and it's the same location, 1503 Bertrand Drive, where it's been for, uh, I don't know how long, ages, eternity. But, uh, <laughs> you know, immediately when you say United Blood Services, uh, the most common thing that people say, first of all, it's when I say I work for Vitalin, I get the blank look. And then yeah. I'm like, United Blood Services, oh yeah, are they still on Bertrand? We sure are. <laughs> well, it's funny because when you say by talent, it sounds like a talent agency. It sort of does. It sort of does. Like, I mean, by talent. Mm-hmm. Talent, there were talents in there. Uh, except without, I think, normal talent was with the E. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so uh, it's just interesting to, to, to see the rebrand and to try to grasp it. But it's essentially United Blood Services, but uh, under a new brand. Basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the, the whole push is to make sure that all of the other blood services that are under the umbrella are under the same unified name. Right. And we do a lot more, um, at the corporate level now, which is really nice because we're getting things, um, coming to us much more uniformly. We've got, you know, the specific brand colors. We have a whole thing called brand hub that gives us, you know, all that information we need about how to use the logo. Um, what are, you know, specific colors are the hex numbers for the colors to use online, yeah, you know, all yeah. that good stuff. So, the whole communications market. Exactly. So it's been, you know, fantastic for me. I don't have to reinvent the wheel or, or, you know, (laughs) invent the wheel in the first place because it's already there for me to kind of pull from, which has been a great way to get acclimated to this new job. Right, right. Uh, So tell me a little bit about what Vitalant is doing this year, because this year is not a normal year. It's not. Uh, I don't know where, maybe you, maybe you're still on lockdown and you haven't gotten out of the house. I keep saying I've, I've been in a coma this whole time because, you know, 2020 has not been the worst year for me. I hate to say that out loud, so I'm very sorry to everyone that has had a terrible 2020, but it has not been that bad for me. So I just keep thinking, you know, I've been in a coma since March and yeah, all the yeah. good things are just, you know. You know, I think that's interesting. With 2020, you either had people that had the worst experience with it or you have actual growth. I've seen a lot of businesses this year expanding, and I, and I ask them, and I always ask them, how are you going to tell people, other business owners, other colleagues, other people that ask, how are you expanding and how are you growing in a year like this? Like, you know, and they always say we're we're just fortunate. Like, mm-hmm. we 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 follow the rules. We do the social distancing. We have you know takeout options, but. We're just growing, and I'm like, gosh, it's so crazy. And when other businesses are closing, and that could be a nature of that business not adapting or whatnot. So, obviously, I'm sure Vitalant is adapting. Oh, certainly. I mean, we've always, we have a, you know, basically a medical facility on campus. I don't know what you call it, in the building. So, 
we have always followed really strict safety protocols. Um, so with COVID, of course, we just ramped those up and, you know, everyone's temperature is checked. Everyone wears a mask when we're in, you know, our offices and in the hallways and things, you know, those of us that work in, you know, one office, I'm just in an office by myself during the day. I don't really have to keep it on, but as soon as I'm walking out into the hallway, or mm-hmm. if I know I'm going to be meeting with someone, masks are going on. Same thing is happening up front with our techs who are actually, um, taking the blood from our donors. Donors are asked to wear a mask too. So we're just really following all those protocols really strictly. Um, And so we really have not had any um, employee to donor COVID cases, which is, you know, great, all things considered. So And the the donation buses, I mean, how many people on a normal year can they hold? Oh, gosh. Um, In a normal year, I believe, and it's been a little while since I've been on one of the buses, I want to say they can have at least four people donating at a time. But now we've, you know, we've split that in half. So there's only two at a time. Um, Is that a bottleneck? I mean, it is, it is because a blood drive where we would have one bus, you could have four people donating at one time. Now you can only have half of that. So our, you know, capacity on those buses yeah. has really gone you down. You don't have multiple buses where you can just pull two buses? We up. do, we do. <laughs> but what tends to happen is we'll have multiple drives happening. So we can't just send the fleet uh, yeah. um, of buses to one location. Occasionally we can, you know, depending on the need. If we know it's going to be a really big drive, we can send more than one. But uh, When it comes to getting blood, um, what are some of like the, the hot spots to get the most blood? Like... Obviously, a, a big campus of some sort, whether mm-hmm. it be a business or a school, but like, is there one particular area that's like, okay, let's target this place as often as we can? Um, so we do a lot of community ones. Like you'll see the bus outside in front of Walmart um, okay. quite often. You know, some of the local grocery stores like New News will set those up. But we used to really have a strong donor base from all of the oil companies. So, you know, mm-hmm. up and down Highway 90 was like blood central. But with, you know, all of the lovely things that everyone here in Louisiana knows about oil and gas and how it just, you know, it's a roller coaster, um, our donation group coming from Highway 90 in that area, it's, it's been up and down as well. Yeah. Um, and so we've really been hit hard with people working from home um, because, you know, the big oil company offices are, you know, bare bones right now. And so there's just not as many people who are actively going to work for us to be able to collect as much blood as we would in a normal year. And another thing that's really hurt us is that a huge part of our donor base came from high schools and colleges. Okay. So I was thinking maybe that. Yeah. And I mean, even all the way down to elementary schools, you know, we can't have second graders donating blood, (laughs) but if you ask, you know, grandma and grandpa to come and donate to the school blood drive, you know, grandma and grandpa are going to be lined up and mom and dad and everyone. So, um, we've really, really lost out on schools, you know, being shut down in March, um, and just, you know, virtual learning and, and just all of the different things that have happened. It's been very, very difficult for us. You know, we've had blood drives that have had to cancel. We had one lined up at, um, I forget which school it was, but you know, two days before they had to shut down the school because of COVID. So, you know, couldn't have that drive. Yeah. So, so blood donations, obviously, um, it's a donation. So the, the, the blood donors don't get paid for that. Correct. Yes. No payment. But plasma, you can get paid for plasma, right? You can, but not from us. Um, so yes, there are plasma donation centers here in town where you can go donate plasma and get paid for it. So you guys don't pull plasma. We do, but we are, because we're the nonprofit and the way that we work, we can't 
pay people for it. And the big difference is that what happens with our plasma is that it's used directly with hospitals and patients. Okay. Whereas plasma that's donated at a plasma center is usually then purchased by a pharmaceutical company to help with making different medications. Um, I, there's a few other things that you can do with plasma that I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, it's more of a retail situation in those plasma centers where you can get paid. So we are okay. not, you know, we're not selling our blood at all. We're not selling plasma. We are just providing it. We're the community blood supplier. So it's, it's a, you know, it's more yeah. of a service than anything. So kind of going back to COVID, how important is blood donating in the COVID era of blood donating? Is it there is. a use for it? Oh yes. I mean, the thing about it is that COVID has stopped our world in so many ways, but it has not stopped people getting cancer. It has not stopped premature babies being born. And it has not stopped a number of the surgeries and emergencies and, you know, car wrecks and just all of the, the terrible things that can happen. These people still need blood and, you know, they're not taking a break just because it's COVID. <laughs> um, I'll tell you at the very beginning when a lot of the elective surgeries were canceled back in March and April, you know, we kind of, from what I'm understanding, you know, I wasn't at by talent then, but just from what I've learned, it, it was like, okay, we may be all right. We've got a decent blood supply. You know, a lot of the, the elective surgeries are canceled, so we don't need as much blood. But as soon as elective surgeries opened back up, the need just ramped up. And so we've been kind of fighting ever since to be able to catch up to the blood needs of the community. So, so that's interesting. And so, I mean, I mean, I keep hearing stuff about like, especially when it comes to COVID and people that have had COVID already, that their blood mm -hmm. is useful. Yes. Okay. So I love this. I think this is the coolest thing. Um, so when, if you've had COVID, mm -hmm. so the way that your body fights off any kind of virus or, antibodies. or anything, exactly, or the antibodies. And so your blood and blood plasma especially has those antibodies in it. So if you've had COVID and you've recovered, you can donate blood and or plasma. And what we'll do with that plasma, of course, we have a lab, we've got, you know, a whole production facility in the back. We've got hospital services that are getting these products out to the hospitals as fast as possible. <clears throat> but your plasma can be given to someone who is currently in the hospital fighting COVID. And it's it's like a boost for them. We've had people that have received it very early on in their COVID treatments. It used to kind of be a last ditch effort. You know, if someone was really, really suffering and, and you know, it didn't look positive, well, you know, COVID positive, but not positive in any other right, aspect. Right, um, right. It was, you know, let's try this. Let's see if this does anything. But then through all of the studies and things like that, they've realized that if you're, they're given this convalescent plasma at the beginning of the treatment, it helps them to fight it off so much faster. But it's not a cure. It's not a cure. No, it's definitely not a cure. But I mean, there's people who are, you know, they credit their entire life now to receiving that convalescent plasma because, you know, they could feel the difference almost immediately. They, they're, you know, they didn't have to go on a ventilator because they received convalescent plasma. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. It's neat. It's, it's blood is weird. It is so strange. I mean, it, it's, it's, it is fascinating i mean like there's just stuff that i never knew about it and you know 
I, I, I don't want to get too far into it because, you know, there's yeah, so right. many letters and, and uh, numbers and everything in my head. But, you know, the difference between having positive or negative blood, A positive, B positive, AB, um, O negative, O positive, all of that. There's all of these little things that, that you know, are, are in your blood that determine your blood type. So... Yeah, I, you know, uh, I'm probably going to get some flack in for this. If, if I don't, great. If I do, whatever. <laughs> um, but I've never given blood. It's just, I'm just, I don't know. It weirds me out to have mm. that needle. And I hear horror stories where they can't find your vein. So they're just mm. like constantly plugging for it. And I, it just, it just, plus blood weirds me out. It, mm-hmm. it, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, but I appreciate that blood is amazing and it's useful. And if I, if my blood, if I knew what my blood type was, I know my blood type is probably somewhere in the universe oh, yeah. floating around. <laughs> I don't know it. But if I knew that my blood could save somebody, right. you know, I would lay there and say, fine, just turn my head, mm-hmm. put a put a movie on or something, like right. just distract me. Yep. Uh, I would do what I have to do. But um, there are so many people that are donating blood. But I think, wasn't there a shortage recently? There's basically always a bit of a shortage. Um, there's just because the, the amount of blood that's needed is not met by the amount of donors. But what if the blood was paid for? <laughs> <laughs> then you would have so many more people. True, but it's it's getting into the, the money side of things. That's a whole realm that, that I really have very little yeah, knowledge on. Yeah. Um, but it, it's... You know, I'll say I actually went and donated blood um, about two weeks ago on a Friday. It was a slow day in the office, you know, probably my first slow day since I had been there. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, you know, literally it's down the hall from me. So I just went and popped my head, you know, down the hall and I said, are y'all busy right now? And they really didn't have that many donors in at the moment. So I think I'm gonna go ahead and donate. Um, So one issue I always run into is my iron level is usually too low, um, but I just made it. And so I was able to donate blood. I mean, the whole thing took maybe with the screening process, 20 minutes tops. Um, They had, you know, like you said, they have a a TV show on. I watched (laughs) part of a Hallmark Christmas movie. So, you know, I got all my little holiday happy feels in and it was just quick and easy. You know, the... What I love about our team is that they're called the donor care team. So it's not just text. It's not just people that draw blood. They're donor care team members. And so they are there to make the process as quick, painless, and easy as possible. Don't they give you a little Debbie cake afterwards? You usually can get some kind of treat, yes, because <laughs> we do. You know, it's really a good idea before you donate blood to have a good, healthy, low-fat meal. Um, we, you know, here in Lafayette, what what is a low-fat meal? I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but uh, you know, just have a good meal. And don't donate on an empty stomach because that's, you know, you hear a lot of people say like, oh, well, I donated blood one time and I passed out. And I'm like, well, what did you eat? And they're like, a granola bar eight hours before. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that might have had something to do with it. Yeah, you might want to eat a little something heavier. <laughs> right. And so it's, it. I totally get what you're saying about it being, it's a daunting process. I mean, you're literally going to a place where they're going to stick a needle in your arm and take your blood. I mean... That doesn't sound fun. No, it doesn't sound fun. But when you really understand the importance of it and what you are doing, I mean, you can't beat that. And it's just, you know, I donated blood. And then a few weeks later, I want to say it was about a week later, I got a text message actually that said that my blood had gone to a patient in a hospital. 
Wait, so, so they, they trace your so yeah. they trace your blood. Yeah. And they let you know what your blood's do, do, doing? And I don't know if they do this for for you know every single case, but I just thought that was so cool that, that I got the text. I'll have to, you know, I can go pull it up and actually it'll take me a second to find, but I can talk while I look. Um that just made me feel so good. You know, it's like, wow, I actually did something. Yeah. You know, I actually helped someone. And that's just I mean, it's wild to me. And I think it's just you can't beat it. You can't beat that feeling of knowing that you helped someone. No, it's definitely, that's definitely interesting to yeah. know that uh, they text you to let you know if your blood's used for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a week after I donated. I got a text from Vitalant. It said, Stephanie, your recent blood donation has been sent to a hospital to help a patient needing a transfusion. Thank you for being vital by transforming lives. Okay. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that is cool. That kind of validates the, the, the donation. Mm-hmm. Because if you donate, and I mean, that's with anything. If you don't eat anything, once you donate it, you have theoretically no clue where it's going. Right. You, you would hope that it's being used. Like if you donate money, you hope that they use that money for a good purpose. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you don't know if somebody's just, you know, getting paid and paying their house note with right. it, which that could be a thing that if you're donating for that. But you just never know where your donations end mm-hmm. up going. And so to have a text to say, hey, your, your blood donation went here. That's actually kind of cool. Like yeah. now it makes me think like ugh, now I need to figure out where my blood could go. I know you got to come try it. I mean, uh, another thing too that we're doing right now is we're testing all of the blood for um, those COVID antibodies. So, you know, we're not doing COVID tests. We're not going to, you know, right. tickle your brain with the, uh, <laughs> with the little Q-tip <laughs> swab, but we do test the blood for COVID antibodies because we're, I mean, there's such a huge yeah. need for that convalescent plasma right now. Um, so you can find out when you go log on to your little donor care portal, um, if you have COVID antibodies in your blood. Cause I know there's a lot of people that think, you know, I was a little sick back in, you know, the beginning of March or yeah. even in February, you know, I'm fine. You know, it wasn't COVID. And then you get your blood, you know, your results back and it's like, Oh, present for COVID Ooh. antibodies. And you go, maybe awesome. I did have COVID. <laughs> so. Well, I want to, I want to, I, I want to touch on that in just a minute, but we have yeah. a couple of comments um, so Victoria Lane Alamo said a proud 1A member. Yes, I am. Okay. I haven't been to any meetings at Victoria. My, my brain, I know y'all had a meeting this morning and I wanted to go, but I am, <laughs> woo, my brain is in 15 different places at any given moment. So, yeah. but yes, proud to be part of the, um, the 1A ambassadors for 1 Acadiana. Awesome. And then Amanda Landers, uh, says blood donation is the most precious gift you can give. It is. It and is. then, uh, Philip Dayton says, Merry Christmas to all and God bless. And he also, he also adds a comment, which is completely unrelated to what we're talking about, (laughs) but I'm going to throw it out there. He, he, he asks or suggests, uh, can y'all please bring a taco bueno here? I I mean, if I could, I'd bring anything I can want here. Like if, you know, everybody wants a P of Chang's. If I had the power, I'd just drop a P of Chang's on Ambassador, which is probably where it should not go. No, but, no, no, no. Um, not on Ambassador. Nothing else needs to go on Ambassador. I know. They Unless have too it's much. a Trader Joe's. I'm still holding I know. Isn't that still number one, the number one request? That's probably the most number one. It's that P of Chang's. And I think for a while there was to renovate the Northgate Mall mm-hmm. to kind of more of an outside shopping experience. But mm-hmm. uh, the Northgate Mall is still somehow hanging in there. Shallow Northgate Mall. <laughs> But they have like a local, a couple of local stores they there, do, several they of them, do. and they, they hold on, man. Mm-hmm. Home sweet home has been kicking it for over, over twenty years, probably longer than that. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the North, Northgate Mall gets a bad rap, but it's actually very nice in there. It's mm-hmm. quiet. You can walk. But anyway, well, so that that's off topic. So going back to um, the antibody uh, situation. So how long? My I, I thought I read somewhere or heard somewhere that antibodies only reside in the blood for only a small amount of time. Do you know this to be true or? I mean, it definitely sounds somewhat accurate. I don't think that it's going to last forever. You know, it's not like if you had chicken pox when you were seven, you still have chicken pox antibodies. Maybe you do. I don't know. Isn't that where shingles comes from? I don't know. I'm not a medical professional. Yeah, I I know. We're not. Zero medical training. uh, uh, Full disclosure, (laughs) this is not medical advice. We're not (laughs) telling you what to do, who to see, where to go. We're not telling you anything about your health. Just put that out there. Right, 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 right. But do get blood. Yes, absolutely come get blood. And, and, you know, it's, it's... I really, I wish I, I knew a good answer to that, but I don't want to say anything wrong. So, but I, you know, it's one thing I did want to point out, and this is some numbers, so I'm going to look at my notes. So in Lafayette, this is according to Google, which yep. I know, eh, you know, I looked at a few different sites and all that. So I tried to make sure I had the most accurate and up-to-date number. So please don't come and yell at me, anyone, if I'm wrong. But in Lafayette Parish, we've had 13,688-ish COVID cases. So. How many? 13,688. And what, do you know what span that was? Total, perhaps, I think is what <laughs> okay. I looked at. I, I, like I said, I Googled. So okay. Dr. Okay. Google or, you know, uh, I, I hope I'm right. But we have had, and I know this one's right, to date, 396 individual donors who have come in to donate convalescent plasma. 396? 396. Wow. So, if you look at the map, <clears throat> 396 people who have come to donate their convalescent plasma versus 13,000 people in Lafayette Parish who have had COVID. That's a tiny amount of people. It is a small amount. It's like 0.0289%. So... really small amount of people. And so I know that a lot of people are not excited that they had COVID. You know, I know that there is still a little bit of a, a a lot bit of a stigma around it. You know, nobody wants to be like, guess what I had for Thanksgiving? I had COVID, but you know, right. I know that everyone's like, we're going to back up a little bit, but um, it's, if you have had it, you know, there's no shame in it. You could catch it from anywhere. You could catch it from the, the, you know, the grocery store handle. You could catch it from, you know, I have had friends that haven't, you know, basically left their house since March and they're still finding ways to get it. It's, it's so mm. prevalent right now that you really, you don't know where it's coming from. And so it's not as much of a stigma as, as I think that a lot of people are, are putting on it. Um, and so we don't want people to be afraid or ashamed that they had covid because, you know, if you come and donate convalescent plasma, you're basically saying, you know, <laughs> I had it. Okay, well, you can help someone. I mean, like, let's face it, 2020, you know, like I said, I haven't had the worst year ever, but, you know, for most people, it's been terrible. COVID itself has been horrible. Yeah. I mean, there have been, there have been deaths because of it. And exactly. that's, that's not something to uh, be excited about, for sure. Right. But 
if there's one good thing that can come out of it is that if you have gone through it, you know, you know what it's like. Mm -hmm. And from what I'm hearing, it's not fun. Um, You can come and help someone. I mean, that is a tangible way to give back to the community. If you've gone through it, why not help someone else? I mean, that just blows my mind that we have such a small number of people who have come in. So that's, you know, and that's not all of our blood donations, period, but those are the ones that were specifically for, we refer to it around the office as CCP. It's convalescent plasma. So convalescent, if you've recovered from COVID, you can donate that plasma. And so we would love to see, you know, more than 400 people. Yeah. I mean, out of 13,000 cases or positive cases, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess they're presumed positive or confirmed. According to my friend, Dr. Google. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that is a very small amount. Like maybe the, maybe there's an education Mm -hmm. saying, Hey, if you've had COVID, you know, since you've made it out and you're, you're healthy now, why not go to Vitalant or a blood donation facility and, you know, donate the blood that you have and provide potentially life-saving blood to someone that could be struggling more with COVID. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, you can't lose, you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful way to give back, you know, especially right now with Christmas. I mean, I know I've practically gone into, uh, you know, bankruptcy from just trying to get Christmas presents <laughs> this year. You know, I've got a, a, a sweet little seven-year-old who changes her mind every week about what she wants. And so, um, hi, Addie. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it, Christmas presents are expensive. So then when you hear about, you know, donate to this cause or, um, you know, give money to help support a family in need, all of that, which all of that is fantastic. But there are so many people that... You don't have that extra money to, to give. But if you've gone through COVID, you have antibodies. Yeah. You can help someone else. And even if, let's say, like what you were mentioning earlier, if you know your blood no longer has the antibodies in it, you have still donated blood. And that blood can help someone. Right. And like you said, with somebody with cancer mm-hmm. or anything like that, even, I mean, leukemia, I think that's a blood disease, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that could probably come in handy, I would think. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there are people, uh, sickle cell anemia is another one. I mean, there's people who depend on blood transfusions to live. And so it's, it's just such a vital, that's where the name Vitalant comes from. It's a vital service that you can provide to the community and it, it doesn't cost you a dime. So how long, if somebody were to give blood, how long does that blood stay usable or healthy? It is 42 days, I want to say, that blood 42 days? Mm-hmm. That's nothing. Yeah. In, in the grand scheme shelf of things, yeah. Right, right. So, and I mean... You can't I'll, freeze it and, like, put it in a deep freeze and, like... Nah, <laughs> I don't... I don't... Mm, we've got a freezer over there, but I think it, it's... Um, you know, the different blood components all have yeah. different shelf lives. So, I want to say that um, platelets have a really, really short shelf life of, um, I want to say it's like five days or something like that. Mm. Y'all don't quote me on, (laughs) you can go to vitalent.org and get these exact numbers. Like I said, I'm still really new at this. And so the numbers are just kind of, uh, fast and furious, but, um, it's, it's, if you really think about it, it is such a short shelf life and it, it gets used. I mean, very, very, very rarely is there blood that just sits on the shelves and expires. I mean, that 
yeah. basically doesn't happen because it's such a needed resource. So, so the blood doesn't stay, the, the shelf life is relatively short, you know, a month and a half, it sounds mm-hmm. like for the whole, the whole package of blood. But so, but that's, you can give blood more than one time in those 42 days. Right? Um, you're supposed to wait about eight weeks between between blood donations. Okay. Plasma is different. I want to say you can come and give plasma weekly. Um, and if you're getting paid. No. <laughs> you don't want to get paid because you want to come to us at Vitalance. Stop Sorry. It. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> look, look, I've thought uh, about plasma. I was like, dude, so c- can people make a living off of giving plasma? Like how often can you do that? I mean, I did talk to someone yesterday that I had a meeting with who said, you know, that was basically how he got through college was yeah. his, um, his plasma donations. But, you know, and, and granted, everyone's life situation is different. Right, you right. know, if, if, if you're in a dire situation, you know, I, you got to do what you got to do. I understand that. Believe me. Um, but, you know, if you are lucky enough to have what you need financially. It, and just give it and go to Vitalant and give the plasma there. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Okay. Sorry for uh, go- going there. It just it's it's where my mind goes. Like, oh, plasma, you can get paid for it. Right. Right. I don't even know how much you get per a plasma donation. I like, don't even. I don't even know the rate. Mm-mm. I haven't even looked. Like, I haven't. I, I'm interested in it, but again, I've never given blood, and that dollar amount for the plasma would have to be exorbitant to for me to even think about. Like, okay, now I'm gonna start doing that right. because if I start giving plasma then I'm going to want to start giving blood. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm giving blood, I'm not getting paid for the blood. So I'd want to go to a place where they can pull my blood and the plasma mm-hmm. in one stop. And so my talent would be that, that stop. Yeah. Okay. Well, is there anything else that we did not cover? Cause COVID was a big one. And mm-hmm. I think that's been a, God, a topic of conversation for everybody. I know. I know. I can't wait for a world where we don't, think about that as, as, you know, constantly being top of mind, you know, it'll be so nice when we can just go back to, it's going to be weird. It's almost going to be like, and some people are already experiencing this where they just go into a public place with no mask and no shame. And I, you know, and if you're one of those people, fine. Um, I still feel weird going into a place where other people are not wearing a mask mm-hmm. and I'm the one wearing a mask. And I look, I don't want to wear the mask. Like I really don't, but I do mm-hmm. because I know that, you know, if I have COVID and I don't even know, I don't want to transmit it. Not that I'm right. going around breathing next to people super close. Right. But, you know, I feel like once that time comes where the governor or whoever, the president of the United States says, hey, you know, I think we're at a place in in our in the COVID era where we can maybe take the mask off in public, which would be astronomical to think about because mm-hmm. we've been through it for almost over almost right. a year It'll almost feel like being naked. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm in a public place. Like, mm-hmm. let me pull the mask up. Mm-hmm. You can see my mouth. Like, right. Uh, I can, like, and I, I feel weird because I'm whenever I'm wearing a mask, I, I'm smiling to some people and I, I'm like, does my eyes look like I'm smiling? Right, right. Like, how do I do that? Like, how uh-huh. do, <laughs> uh, it's so weird. I know. I've even, like, perfected where, you know, my mouth isn't actually smiling, but I'm just like, I know. Like, like, I just do this thing with my eyes. Like it looks like I'm smiling. I love yeah. the mask that says "I promise I'm smiling." You know. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so. my god. But you know, you watch TV now, and it's like you see like a crowd, and 
my initial response is just like, oh, they're in a big crowd. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. well, this movie was filmed, you know, two years ago. So it's fine that they're in a crowd. Uh, so my wife and I, we were watching. I forget, I, I forget what it was, but it was something that I thought was relatively new. Like it was a new show, but apparently it was... Re- it was a recording on our DVR that was prior or post COVID, mm-hmm. uh, prior COVID, uh, before COVID, and I thought it was new. I thought it was recent, and I'm watching the TV and I'm going, "Oh my God, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. They're they're not. They don't have masks. Like, and they're so close. I'm like, what are they? I was freaking out. I'm like, wait. And my wife was like, No, this was this was like in early January, February. I'm like. Oh my God, because mm-hmm. I was starting to freak out. I'm like, what are they doing? And then even on you know YouTube, you'll see um, bloggers and all that good stuff being in areas where there's there's a decent amount of people not wearing masks, and you're like, okay, okay, I guess it doesn't exist over there. Mm-hmm. Oh. How nice, right? To be oh, strange. <laughs> I know you'd uh, you'd have to be in like somewhere like middle of uh, what is it, Montana, where there's mm-hmm. there's just grass right grass a couple mountains you know <laughs> right hey and you know that that would be a great place to go i'm sure if you want to get away from covid just mm-hmm. uh we're actually going in i know this is way off topic but I'm, I'm i promise you i'm coming to a close uh we got a trip planned next year of course uh, a literal whole year away and i've never been to the mountains before but we're going to the oh, smoky mountains in tennessee yeah. and uh i'm a beach guy i always want to go to the beach but mm-hmm. uh of course beaches are super crowded mm-hmm. and so we're we're just First time ever, we're, we're going to go get a little cabin with the family and see what life is like. Hopefully, yeah. COVID, is, by the end of next year, hopefully COVID is a thing of the past. But hopefully. I think at least for the first half of the year, we're still going to be doing the whole mask thing and social mm-hmm. distancing until until at some point where it just kind of dissipates, which I don't know if it will unless right. the vaccines totally eradicate it, which mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen? I know. The only thing I do know is that, you know, there's a critical need for blood. That We're, we're looping it back around. Yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're, let's, let's close it around. But So but, is there anything that we need to touch on before we close? I on? did want to mention that um, right now the most needed types of blood are O positive and O negative. So if you know you have either one of those, it's a critical need. Um, so please come out and donate. You can go on our website and actually, um, set up your donor profile. You can do what's called the fast track, which you can enter in all of the, the questionnaire that they ask you at the beginning. You can do all of that online ahead of time. So it, it helps you to get through the whole process even faster. Um, so, you know, you can come during your lunch break or whatever the case may be and, and get in and out a lot faster. Um, another thing that is really important that we're going to be doing at the end of this month. So that kind of week between Christmas and New Year's where it's like, what day is it? What are we doing? You know, <laughs> kids are out of school. I mean, who knows? Kids may be out of school. Right, <laughs> I know. Sweet, but, you know. <laughs> so um, that December 27th through December 30th, we're doing a citywide blood drive. And so the focus of it is join Lafayette's COVID rescue team. So okay. that's what Vitalin is calling this, this group of donors who are coming to donate that convalescent plasma. You're part of our COVID rescue team. You're helping to save lives. And so we really need people to come out and join Lafayette's COVID rescue team, whether it's donating regular blood or um, you can do a double red blood cell donation, power red donation. So that's just, um, you can help more people with that. 
or if you have that that convalescent plasma, um, we're going to be. Everybody have convalescent plasma? No, you only have convalescent plasma if you've had COVID. Oh, okay, okay, okay. right. But <laughs> anyone can come to these blood drives. You know, it's not like you're going to come to one of our drives and be like, mm, nope, sorry, we're just taking convalescent plasma today. It's okay. never going to be the case. You can come and donate whole blood. Um, you know, and anything like that. But what we'll be doing is we're going to be around the city of Lafayette, um, at a number of the different rec centers in town. So it's over a four day period. The Sunday, which is the 27th, um, we'll be at our fixed site, which is the one on Bertrand drive that everyone, you know, everybody knows, um, from seven to 2 PM on the 27th, on the 28th, we're going to be set up at the Martin Luther King rec center on Cora street and as well as the Como rec center, right behind Como high school, um, and our fixed site as well. And then on the 29th and 30th, we're going to be at the Robichaux rec center and also at the Gerard park rec center. Um, and again, at our fixed site. So we're really hoping that we can see, um, a good turnout because we would love to see that number, you know, from 396 donors, um, our community leadership council actually kind of issued a, a little bit of a challenge. You know, we want to see that number get to a thousand. Yeah. How great would that be? And that's, I mean, if everybody that has had COVID even considers it, I mean, to get to that thousand mark would be pretty easy if mm -hmm. they just heard that, hey, right. if you've had COVID and you, you've given blood before, just make your way here, do the little thing and... Yeah, you've done your you've done a, a world of work. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just you know Lafayette is such a giving community, and and you know time after time we see people rallying around different causes or family members who are dealing with cancer or in memory of someone who um, maybe someone who passed away, but that they used a number of blood transfusions, like an automobile accident or motorcycle accident. So people are so giving here in this area. And so this is just one more way that people may not be thinking of that you can give back to the community and that you can give back to people who are dealing with COVID. Um, because, you know, I think that the more people that get better, the better off we're all going to be. Yeah. You know, it's going to start that trend toward us, you know, maybe <clears throat> being able to go out in public and hug people again. You know, I miss <laughs> hugging people. So. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, so... You have this blood drive between the 27th and the 30th? 27th and the 30th. So we will be promoting it on social media and all of that. So we'd love um, if you guys are on social media, which, I mean, let's face it, everyone is these days. Yep. Uh, grandma too. Yep. Oh, yeah. Grandma too, especially. So we'll be, um, you know, we have our social media accounts. It's Vitalent of Louisiana. We've got um, at Vitalent LA on Twitter and on Instagram. So, and then you can just search for Vitalent Louisiana on Facebook. And so we've got all the information that we'll be putting um, on those websites. So. Okay. And for, and for those who are concerned about gathering mm -hmm. for the blood drive, do you have, is there, is there a particular thing that they should, you know, plan for or should they just be just so they just feel comfortable showing up and you should be able to because if you're trying to get to that thousand number mm -hmm. like it's a big in, number in right. a couple of days i mean that's right so that's why we have these different spaces that we're doing it in. And in some cases, we're going to be having the buses, which, like I said, we do have social distancing on the buses and we have ventilation and all that good stuff. But um, in a few of these, we're going to be actually setting up inside the rec center. So we'll be able to have the chairs space. Gotcha. So you should feel more than safe coming to any of these. Um, but we will recommend... Like I said, we're putting together a landing page and all of that. So it's going to be one easy place that people can go to to, to register for these, these blood drives. Um, schedule your spot ahead of time. Set your appointment. Then that way, 
Um, you're not just coming in and, and, you know, seeing if they're going to be able to fit you in. You've got that appointment. They've got that time reserved for you so you can be in and out. So scheduling an appointment is really the best way to do it, to feel the absolute safest um, and to get in and out as quick as possible. Gotcha. And so uh, so they can schedule an appointment at the website? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I got the website on the screen. I put it up just a little while ago when you mentioned the website, but here it is again. So if you're looking at going to the website or giving blood, uh, I say go to the website. Go to the website and uh, <laughs> schedule your appointment so you can be feel comfortable knowing that you're not going to be waiting in a line. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there will be a line, but we hope so. I guess in a weird way. Yeah, a very Just, you know, keep socially your, keep your space. line. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, and so it, like it be said, if you've had COVID or if you even think you've had COVID. Uh, just give blood because you never know. You probably, you probably might have the antibodies and they could use your blood. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We would just, you know, Lafayette, like I said, such a giving community. So uh, we'd love to, to have everyone come out and we'd just awesome. love to hit that number, you know, yeah. and, and get as many people recovering faster and better as we can. Awesome. Well, Stephanie, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, of course, we could talk about all this stuff going on for a lot longer. You know, you and I sound like chatty Cathy's, so oh, yeah. uh, I need to make sure that we respect time. But uh, I do appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. It was great to be here. It's always fun. So, and I mean, you know, I'm a huge fan of the site. So. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. <laughs> well, uh, look, guys, I mean, like I said, go to go to the vitalent.org website. Get your, uh, your, your appointment scheduled to give blood. And like she said, from the 27th through the 30th of December, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a blood drive. So if you think you've had COVID, uh, go give blood. And if you don't know if you've had COVID or if you just want to give blood, give blood. Uh you know, I've never given blood, so you're you're listening to someone who's. So we're gonna see bit now. <laughs> Look, maybe one day, maybe one day. Look, little Debbie's at the end. Who knows? I might. <laughs> I will save you a God. special little Debbie. Okay, <sighs> just it's you know it's like I said earlier. It's not an easy ask. I mean, you're asking for something that's difficult, yeah. but you don't have to open up your wallet. You know, yep. you don't have to do anything like that, and. You know, it's also a good chance to just kind of relax. Honestly, like when I got mine, you know, I didn't take my phone out or anything. I just kind of laid there and like, you know, it it hurts minimally. You know, it's like getting a pretty aggressive shot, we should say, but it's not that bad. And then you just kind of lay there and you have your little thing that you get to squeeze and it's just like stress relief. So, okay. So it's a, it's a stress relief. It is a spa visit. (laughs) Just minus the, uh, the pampering you know right. but our donor care team is fantastic what a what a way to describe that <laughs> anyway uh it's a great gift to do if you want to give blood it's a it's a great gift for someone who needs your blood let's leave it at that uh stephanie it was great to have you and i look forward to seeing what you do with Vitalent and what Vitalent does for the community thank you so much man. all right y'all have a good one guys and happy friday information on sponsoring the tea podcast by developing lafayette go to our website at developinglafayette.com and click advertise